I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. I did not miss my cue and I'm Sebastian. I'm Alex. And I'm Zang C. Webber. What a punctual bunch of wankers we are. Yeah. Today we are reviewing WTF. What World Thumb Wrestling um, Federation, yeah. starring Jared. The punctual bunch. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> starring Jared Winkler, Rob Coletti, Nathan Kaywood, Eddie Jam- Jemison, Sam Levine, Keith Habersberger, and Bert Belasco. Written by Enrico Natali, Damian C. King, and Jared Winkler, and directed by Enrico Natali. Wow. Look at me saying all names of different races and stuff, like a human being of this planet. You jerks sent in so many damn questions. We have to now add a separate... Stop <laughs> insulting our audience, We have to now add an extra segment to our normal review show just to answer your questions. No, no. I actually really love the questions are coming in. It actually, it warms my coggles. Is that the expression? Is that, is that the I don't want to hear about your coggles. <laughs> Great. Um, I love it. I thought you only had one. But so. I'm going to... As always, I slip into the heel roll and I want to antagonize the audience. You think this many questions harms me? No, no, no. I'm a god. You are nothing but an ant. Try your worst or your best. Whatever makes sense. It's your problem, Wardle. And then you know, so lost as to what that was about. Ants are only <laughs> dangerous when they gang up against you and like Ooh. Yeah, but ants are also a, a huge villain in the Crystal Skull movie. And why, are you, why are you calling our listeners ants? Stop that. Some of them are uncles, to be fair. What? <laughs> ants and uncles. I'm going for a high five to Alex. Got it. Nailed it. Was that middle microphone turned on to hear the high you five? Didn't, he didn't deserve that. And I don't think you think he did. <laughs> I, I think like, he used a story and hanging there and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could hit that. <laughs> No. <laughs> and I Alrighty, don't so think you should try let's it now. Do some Let's get started. First in from Nathaniel Patterson of the Flannel Bros, which, by the way, I believe is starting a podcast very soon. I don't have any... Uh, what? Yeah, it's like a pop culture podcast. I know it's in the works. We'll definitely update our listeners once we find out um, what it's about and all that Why jazz. Why was I not invited? Spoilers. I don't know. I wasn't invited either. I think it's now we've got Podcast Wars. Is that a thing? No, but see... I understand why you weren't invited, but me? I'm like a family friend to everyone that I know, right? <laughs> Except all Except of our listeners. listeners. But, okay, they're just not um, my aunts and uncles. Anyway, um, most hated or disliked film genre, I'm going to jump in with video game movies. Oh, I have. My my hated film genre is so much worse than video game movies. Do go on. Parodies. The genre of Parodies. Parody shouldn't be a genre. If you're doing a parody of a film, what you do is you make that 
film part of the genre you're parodying. I'm going to have to disagree. Naked Gun you. series. Naked you. Gun. They're three really good movies. Yeah. And they're a parody of a cop film. They're a cop oh, film. Oh, so they're okay with you? Yeah. Oh, so you mean like scary I mean movie, like how it's like all over the place. epic movie uh, or scary movie or disaster movie or not another teen movie. Not another teen movie is a proper teen movie, to be fair. And I like it. That's yeah. the reason why. <sighs> Alex? Drama. <laughs> Wow. No, no. That is a big one. Fuck 60% of films. Um, I don't know. I I like all films. Under the Sea musicals. There, I said it. (laughs) So just the little mermaid. Just the little mermaid. Uh, No Nemo isn't a musical. Actually, no. Like like indie. Indie films? Like the real like artsy indie like Oscar bait bullshit is what he's trying to yeah. say. I think right. <laughs> Oscar bait bullshit. Uh, like. I, no, okay. So for, foreign indie films. Done. Foreign indie films. All right, done. I don't think any of those people listen to us. So correct. <laughs> I'm trying not to offend anyone here. <laughs> Next, we have from question ask regular Josh Coomba. Um, this apparently ties into a previous question. I haven't made that link in my head yet, but that's because I'm I'm rushing through these questions. Like like a really considerate host. Yeah, like someone say. who does his homework and cares about his audience and what they have to say. Yeah. Under what criteria would you justify a prequel, sequel, um, or prequel or sequel, either in a normal time period and or extended time period, for example, a 20-plus year gap between the Thing movies? So, yeah. So a, a prequel or sequel that's coming out after the, the iron is no longer hot. And they're just like, oh, let's make another one that's to do with a movie that hasn't been out for 30 years. Okay. The only justification for any expanded universe, prequel, sequel, <laughs> reboot, whatever. Kill Bill. What? <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going. I thought you were Is saying. Kill Bill a sequel? Eh? What? Get, just keep going. Kill Bill 2? <laughs> I think Kill Bill Volume 2 is a sequel. It's a duology. Yes. Yes. The only reason you should ever make a film like that is if there is more of the story and more of the cultural relevance to be explored. If you have a movie like, let's say, something that should never be rebooted, something like... This isn't a reboot, this is prequel and sequel for the record. Let's say Jumanji. Yes. Let's say, because I, I think that's going to be a sequel. I think it's a sequel too. Yeah. Or it could be a prequel, it depends which way it goes around, I guess. Jumanji had a great beginning, a great middle and a great end. Yes, because the fact that the artifact that the movie is based on is not destroyed at the end, there could be millions of sequels. But if you're just making a sequel that references the original and makes self-referential jokes like that, that's not justification. That's usually what happens. Mm. Only if there is another great story to be told using that same catalyst. Yep. The end. My opinion is... Cool. You have a prequel idea. Is it a good story? Yes. Does the story need to rely on the previous film to be told? Not in a sense like I don't mind it leaning on it, but like if this story, if you've you've got a good story in this ideal situation yet, you've got Star Wars episodes one to three. I don't like them, but they're there. Could they exist as an original property or are they better serviced by being the same story continuing on from episode four onwards? So take it into a bubble and say, should this be an original property or is this worth attaching to a pre-existing property? Does it need that? If it does need the pre-existing property, 
make a prequel if it doesn't individ- uh, stand alone piece. Wait, wait. So you're saying only make a prequel slash sequel if it's good? No. Well, ideally, I mean, <laughs> because, ideally. Yeah, the, first, the first criteria was, is it good? And then, yes, so this if, is a branch so is if it's off. good, does it need to be attached to the original? <laughs> no. So... I, 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 what you said. I, I know. I understand that I must. Have, <laughs> I may have stumbled on my words. So we're making the assumption the film is good. Yes. Okay. Now, if it comes to the next step for me, so this is how my little graph splits off. Does this film need to be attached to a pre-existing property? Yes or no. If it doesn't need to be, make make that script into a unique story, not attached. If the film will not make sense without the attachments to its its sequel franchise, whatever. They connected to it. So, for, uh, using Star Wars as an example, I don't think this film's this is a bad example. But if you could do Star Wars episodes one to three as a unique piece that was not attached to four, five, and six, make a completely different thing. Hooray! But if it needs to be connected to something else to function, then you connect it. Alex? I just don't want to see unique scripts wasted on being joint. I mean, it depends. Like, it it depends. Like, should on it what? should it be? Oh, that's kind of the question. Exactly. Is on what does it depend? Whether it's short or not. Like, okay. I I think it's pretty self-explanatory. If you've got Saw, then Saw 1 through till 7, but then you go back and you're like, hmm, I want to write a story about uh, a serial killer that uses puzzles to kill people. Oh, we're going to call it Saw the Prequel. Because this is like his very first one and he's never done this before. Or I'm going to call it um, the the chainsaw um, artist or something. Mm. You know, like it depends on the fucking situation. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly how Seb put it. I, I won't go as far as to say that every sequel or prequel needs to be Good first because we all know that doesn't happen. I know. I was being. I was dreaming. Yeah. Um, but it's exactly like. Does it need? It does it absolutely need to survive on the fact that the existing franchise is part of it. You know. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I actually missed this. Is this is actually a two part question? Oh, this is my bad. No. <sighs> um. We're Josh, also, what have you done? We're also after what would you need to justify a TV show being adapted into a movie and a movie being adapted into a TV show? How long is the source material? That's a good statement, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You would not make Lord of the Rings the TV se- series because... Like, I mean, you could. I mean, HBO with Game of Thrones is as long as each other, aren't they? I would say Game of Thrones is far longer. Yeah. And there's far more to... Do like a lot of game of uh, a lot of Lord a of the Rings is, is look at the scenery that this you know, you know it's painting a picture yeah, yeah, yeah rather than and like there is the story entwined in it and that's why I think it's a brilliant mm. film series I don't I don't think you should ever make a TV series of a movie and a movie of a TV series they should just be the text that they are the end so you want all original movies no adaptations. Yes. Yeah, we wouldn't be running as a podcast if yeah, there were no franchises. Like, we need them. No, there are. I said there are thousands and thousands nah, of same. movies released a year. Nah, mate. Thousands of them. You're telling pork pies. I don't believe you. 
And finally, from Nick uh, Davilias, greatest and worst animated movies, and then best and worst films, um, film ab- adaptation of an existing IP. So that's just right in what we talked about there. But start off with greatest and worst animated movies. Easy. I have my answers. Well, so we'll open this up to th- all, all kinds of animation, yeah? Best animated. Spirited Away. Space Jam. Incorrect scene. Seb. Lion King. Oh, Lion King is also a good one. I'm going to punch you in the dick. <sighs> Spirited Away is the best. It's and, pretty good. And, it's, and it's the, least, good the least best. Sausage Party. Oh, yeah, you didn't like that. I haven't seen it yet. I, did, I did not see movie. it because I did not think that I would like it. It is a terrible movie. What was your least favorite animated movie? Um, Mine's Titanic. It's the one with all the mice on the Titanic. X-Men Apocalypse. Because of the, all the CGI? Yeah, that was animated, right? That was an animated movie. I don't think there were any animated characters in it, were there? Oh, you could have fooled me. Because <laughs> it was... Sh- I think there was a lot of mannequins walking around, though. A lot of uh, wooden acting. Oh, oh God. Uh, oh, damn it. Uh, um, okay, best and worst adaptation of an existing IP. What was the IP? For the Intellectual property. Okay. Yep. Oh, best and worst. Well, don't know. Worst is easy <laughs> enough. Like, honestly, you just pick any video game movie and you will find a god-awful adaptation of it. Doom. Doom's probably on the better scale, to be honest, but like, even it's not a great movie, though. Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> the best one, the best adaptation. one Adaptation. Yeah. Adaptation. The movie? The movie. Splice. Poss- what? I, d- I wasn't listening to the question, to be honest. <laughs> this is fine. I, don't think, I, don't, I think Spice is the original movie. Yeah, it was terrible, though. I liked it. Oh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> mm, I do like I have a soft spot for Brody. No, Kaufman, uh, Kaufman's uh, adaptation, the movie. Nick Cage, possibly best role. Is that the one about the orchid? Yes, yep. the orchid thief. Yep. Great. All right. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think, for me, a good one. But, I mean, I'll, I'll probably scream it out halfway through the review, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, we'll get back to you. It's all your fault, Nick. All right. We'll move on to actually reviewing the movie. WT World Thumb Wrestling Federation. All right. What do we do normally? Is it tweets or babies? We do production notes. Am I the only person with yes. a bit of trip here? Yeah, because there's not a lot about this movie because it's a very new it, movie. That it literally hasn't been released yet. Yes. Which, by the way, comes out August 20th in Los Angeles. Hooray! So uh, for all our LA listeners. Yeah, get on that. Um, well, I've got two notes. I had to actually work out trivia like a good IMDb drone because there is none on IMDb due to the lack of release so far. But you're not doing a really in faking? No, that's what I'm doing. Oh, yay. Um, all right. Uh, you can actually buy like merch off the, the WTF website based on each individual thumb wrestler, which is amazing. I don't and know who I would buy. Oh, definitely the Luchador or Vampiro because he was hilarious. But yeah. No, the lady. Susan and Suzette. Yeah. Um, or. Um, John Hennigan plays a pro wrestler and is actually a pro wrestler that used to wrestle for WWE under the name of Josh Morrison. Sorry, John Morrison. I can read my writing. I can't read my writing. That one's the fake one. 
So I would believe that on the website you can buy merch. Mm. Zane, what's your choice? I want the merch to be real. So that one. Okay. You are both incorrect. Well, this is where we'd insert like sirens. I know there should be merch because I that... want. Now I want to buy the merch. Yeah. Thanks for building my hopes up, Sebastian. You jerk. I can legitimately, I'm going to tell you guys a secret here on this podcast because I know my wife will not listen, but I've recently purchased some merch for the WWE faction, The New Day, because it was all in a big sale on Uh, WWE site, and I'm just waiting patiently for it to get here. It takes 20 days to ship internationally. The New New Day? Day? Yeah. (laughs) They're great. Anyway. I did um, it just for the look on Zane's face. Oh, isn't it good? It's a juicy look. Fantastic. I hate you all. Mm. What's the taste? Can you stop <laughs> infecting my podcast? Is it regret? With your, <laughs> you with your filthy <laughs> wrestling talk? So yeah, uh, I'm waiting patiently. I've got a, she's got a hoodie coming, a pair of socks, and a, a shirt that comes in a box of cereal called Bootios, which is an actual cereal they sell in the States. Bootios. Which got all them in character and character form on the front. It, as of my last checking, is that company's highest selling product. Huh. It does pretty well, so uh, yeah. I can I can release this, get it off my conscience, because Jess don't go and listen to this. And if any of you listeners spoil it for her, I will find you and I will make you pay. Luckily, he only said listeners and not hosts. And you're listening. It counts. All right, tweets. Tweets. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Yep. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Thumb wrestling. The documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the standard for sports entertainment drops to a new low. ESPN 8, The Ocho, why hashtag I'm wrestling. Yeah. All right. Pretty pretty precise. Yeah. I think we're all on top of it. Uh, uh, a, <laughs> sorry, I may seem a little bit Babies? distracted. There's a weird like rattling sound to my left and it sounds like someone's, I can't describe it, but emptying an ice tray. Or fireworks. It's fireworks. It's the fireworks. fucking exhibition's on, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I hate Brisbane sometimes. We've got like all the carnies are in town for those that aren't. We haven't. It's called the Ecker because everything's shorthanded. How would you guys describe the Ecker? Uh, it's like a carnival, but worse. Um, more livestock. How would you, uh, how would you tweet an, Splain <laughs> the Ecker? An exhibition with rides, show bags, and a farm. And vomit. Oh, yeah. It's really heavily animal themed. It is. Because it was an exhibition of farmers bringing in their livestock. Because the, the city folk didn't know what a sheep looked like. Why are we avoiding talking about WTF? No, I'm We're just explaining. We're talking about wrestling. We're talking about the Ecker. This, this movie's being released in LA. All right. Yeah, Let's I'm get not a, out of Brisbane. I'm not avoiding One, it. I was just showing two, why I was distracted. Three, four. Oi. I declare. No, don't. Thumb me. war. Okay. Talk. So, movie babies, I had Dodgeball and Best in Show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I had yeah. um, like a, a very like extended YouTube video with a higher budget. Yep. I had uh, Mascots and BuzzFeed. Mascots the movie? Yeah. yeah. No, Mascots. Is it a movie or is it a TV show? Oh, sorry. It's a TV show. Yeah. Mascots oh, the TV show. Maybe it is a movie. It's a Netflix movie. It might be a movie. Yeah. I'm not sure. The Netflix one. Yeah. Yep. And what, sorry? And, and BuzzFeed. And BuzzFeed. All righty. Guys, let's talk about this movie. All well, right. our listeners won't have seen this. They won't have had the opportunity to see this. I think you owe them 
a synopsis. Oh, I love an off-the-cuff synopsis. All righty. Let me do this on the spot. Let me just uh, let me just warm up. I can do this if you want. No, I, I can do it. I just want to make sure I remember uh, the last name of all the main characters. That's all. Um, so pretty much there is a... And the first name. Well, that would also help me too. Um, okay. So there is a family of three brothers and their father was a professional thumb wrestler who was a long-reigning champion. And he was taken out by a particular evil thumb wrestler called, I think it was Mr. Poison, who broke his thumb and caused him to have a heart attack in ring and he died. Was it Poison? I think it was Mr. Mr. Venom. Venom. There we go. God, Poison sounds weird. Mr. Cuttlefish, no. (laughs) Um, And the story is, it's it's a documentary style, mockumentary. It's about one of the brothers who was born without thumbs trying to get his other brothers to enter the tournament as a tag team to take back the championship that has been lost since their father passed away in the ring. Um, and yeah, He died thumb wrestling. Just he had be, a heart just, attack while thumb wrestling. Just to clear wrestling. that up. So, um, yeah, it's about the two brothers whose two brothers hate each other. One is blind and the other one is heavily overweight and alcoholic and just a general, I'm going to say, asshole. Yeah. Um, and it's them going in, there's like several competitors. There's a, a lady called Susie or slash Suzette who is, I want to say maybe bipolar or just has multiple personalities. I think they're going for, yeah, disassociative identity disorder. Yep. I think that's what they're going for. Uh, there's a, the, the Mexican hero who's a luchador style thumb wrestler. Um, there's, a, there's a wide variety of characters. There's a, one called Vampiro who's just a vampire, like a guy that's just in a bear costume. Like uh, there's the two Jewish men, old Jewish men. Like, every, like a little bit of caricatures here. What about here. the sexy ladies? Oh, yeah, and the Double Ds, is that what they're yeah. called? Yeah. Um, Debbie and Denise or something. Yeah, they're, they're called the Double Ds because their names, not because of their breasts. Well, no, probably. it's because of their be- it, breasts. Yes, definitely. No, it was their names. And their breasts. And, yeah. No, they, they weren't that big. They weren't that big. I was shocked. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's about the story about the family. But trying if to take you combine the belt. them together, you probably got and you get quadruple Ds because <laughs> there's four of them now. That's the breastwork, right? I don't yeah. know. I I don't, I've never bought a bra. To your wife, <laughs> two two sets would be, definitely make four. Yeah, you can't. It's just maths. maths. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's about them trying to reclaim their that the title from the person who kind of killed their father but I guess not really like he just had a heart attack I don't think the guy like he was stressed by the thing and um yeah and I guess spoil I know I don't want to spoil it too much because people haven't seen this film already but I guess we're going to go into it so actual big spoiler alert no that's no we won't spoil the end yep but then they gotta but let's just say it's happy or is it I don't know I do know I watched it well if anyone's seen Lord of Reconciliation Similar in a way that it doesn't end abruptly and sadly. <laughs> but also one ninth the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, probably less. Probably, oh, God, it is less than a ninth. Um, all right. So, guys, let's get into it. Let's talk the good or the bad. What do you guys want to do first? Um, we'll do a sandwich. Yeah. Let's do the bad first. So going bad first, then good in the middle, then bad at the end. You don't know how a compliment sandwich works, do you? No, no, no. So I figured the the intro is the bread on the bottom and now we put the filling in and now the top is the other part. So yeah, is that how sandwiches? I do know how sandwiches work. I'm just on Get on my sandwich level, Zane. I like an open grill. Uh, Can I have a hot dog? 
Okay, effectively a hot dog is just the same thing except one of the sides is sealed. No. It's a long dog, sandwich, but yeah, it's a sandwich. And it, but it's cut on the top, so you've just got two sides. Yours you don't have are. this base and top. Yours is effectively more base than ever, than anything, really. You can tip your sandwich oh, so, on the side and it still functions. So are we done in my metaphor? <laughs> I think we should still go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about? What we, what we we'll, we'll start, we'll start with the bad and then we'll end on the good. I reckon that's a fair way of doing this. Sure. Some of the characters got on my nerves very quickly. Who got on your nerves? nerves? The, the fat alcoholic brother. As yeah. soon as I met him to the very end. He grew on me. He's like, please get off. The screen. He really grew. I want to punch you. I wanted to hug him. Like not when he's throwing up though. <sighs> like because he was throwing up a lot. He's that's. I, I'm not surprised that you like that person. But he he was friendly except when he started stealing stuff from yeah. his brother, and then when he was speaking. But I could tell his heart was in it every other scene. <laughs> he, I mean, he was friendly until he spoke. Unlikable <laughs> qualities about him. He definitely did. Yes. Also, Venom. And really, stuff. Mr. Venom? Really? Yeah. Oh, we're going to fight today. I, he, he, he played his character well, but like I, it, you're not meant to like him, I don't think. <laughs> like no. You're not meant to be rooting for him. That's I, where I'm going. I definitely this. was rooting for him until about the last 20 minutes of the film. Because he wasn't... So you notice he's a dickhead on stage and then every time he's backstage, he's just really friendly and because it's a show. But then he actually turns into a, an actual dickhead at the end. That, yeah. was, that was disappointing. Oh, yeah, so we should mention the reason Mr. Venom is so successful and has been a champion for so long is because his thumbs are the size of, like, no, your his, forearm. His right thumb. Oh, sorry, his right thumb, yeah. The size of... It's about it's about <laughs> fifteen to twenty centimeters long, <laughs> like it's the size of most people's hands just by itself. It is quite large, which was hilarious, mind <laughs> you. When I saw it, I actually like laughed out loud like a complete jackass because it was just so absurd. It was like I don't know, it's like entering like a fantasy world in this film. Saying, "Are you okay? You don't seem okay. What's happening? What did I miss? <laughs> oh, I had a snack." <laughs> And Alex looked at me and looked so betrayed <laughs> that I was having a snack. How, <laughs> how dare you? Um, Caught me off guard, what can I say? <laughs> I liked Venom. You liked Venom too? Good. Yeah, no, I liked I, his I buddy think, as well. His tag yeah. team partner was great. His, his, buddy, his buddy was better. Um, in, in a movie that was so over the top, I think his buddy was... The right amount of real that's mm. over the top. I think Venom lent a little bit further over the top. You say over the top, and I reached my most conflicted part of the film. Vampiro. What do you guys think of Vampiro? <laughs> he was the guy that tried to like use his. What do you? What, what does a vampire use to like mesmerize you? What's there a fifth thing though? It's a gl- glamour. Glamour. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I felt. It was really ridiculous, but I did laugh. But then that laugh made me feel bad. <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh, Seb, you're better than this. But it was funny. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to complain about laughing. I'm going to complain that I laughed. I forgave this movie a lot of things like that just because it was like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah, that's kind of what, like, wrestling is. Just no, it's not, Zane. Just ridiculous stuff happening over and over again with no explanation. It's it's really not. 
I gotta be honest. Don't justify wrestling on a thumb wrestling podcast. I need to speak up for Sam. it. No, you don't. I do. You do it on our Twitter all the time, and I have to read it. <laughs> I have to read it and the responses. WWE goes for like a reality TV sort of vibe, but they want it all to feel realistic. But lately, guys, I've discovered a show called Lucha Underground. It is. Oh, please tell us about Lucha Underground. Guys, okay, so it's obviously set in Mexico. Uh, it's done in English, though. What they do is all their matches are filmed like wrestling matches, yeah? That's all normal. All of their behind the scenes stuff, all their chats and stuff, all their storylines are proper, fully produced scenes. There is a character that I was currently watching who I swear is actually, because I'm watching, like, they do their show in actual seasons. So there's like continual storylines. There is a guy who's locked in a cage who's possessed by a demon that is fed raw meat by what I can tell to be the general manager of the company who's trying to power him up to like rule the world with. That is the story in this wrestling company. I don't know what's going on and I fucking love it. So like that, yeah, is more like what so you're talking about. what you're saying is Zane I recommend is absolutely Lucha. correct. Thank you for your insight, Zane. I recommend Lucha Underground. Uh, it's so, so if, funny, if we're guys. Into the criticisms of this film, this film lost its way about halfway in. It, it as soon as it went into the actual competition and it stopped focusing on like the mockumentary side of things and it went into the actual sports broadcast. It went from being it went from being dodgeball into being best in show, mm. where it's uh, where it's about in, where dodgeball. It's the story of the characters, and the dodgeball is secondary to that. Whereas best in show is about the competition, and the characters are in the competition. Mm. And I found the competition repetitive. I did want to see more of. Like the competitors, I felt like we got a really big taste of them, like up front. Like, here's this person, this person, this person, this person. They they weed off their cast because people have matches and they're eliminated yeah, and they're fine. Yeah. But I felt that apart from the, oh, I'm going to forget the names, but the two party boys that were together and the luchador, and maybe to a very small extent, Susie and Suzette sort of thing, very little development for every other character. And I wanted yeah. to see more of them. I think that with the luchador, I think they nailed it. I think he got the right amount because I actually. I really got behind him. I don't know where it came from, but I was rooting for him. He was fantastic, but I wish I had that for other characters. Yeah, absolutely. And like if, if there was a little bit more interaction between the other characters as yeah. well. Like hypothetically, I'm sitting in the editing bay. I'm adding more time to this film just to give them, because I thought that all the jokes they were doing were pretty much landing for me. Whether I was actually like fully laughing out loud or a quiet chuckle to myself, I was with it. The tone hit me. I just needed more meat from who was there because... It focuses a lot on the three brothers. Yeah. And one of them is a straight man. One of them is the same drunk character. And the other one is actually really a straight man as well. So we're focusing on three characters. One of them's a comedian and it's the same joke since well, that, we started. That's, that was the other problem. The the brother who was born without any thumbs, he starts out as kind of like the main character of the mockumentary. Mm. He introduces the concept. He's the current manager or whatever of the competition and we're meant to be following him to try and uh, as he tries to save this competition and get his family back together and get his family back on top of the thumb wrestling uh, charts I guess you'd say Mm. I don't know what the ranks or whatever and he disappears uh, as soon as the wrestlers come in yeah i was like that's it's it, it, inconsistent yeah, storytelling. Well, yeah if we 
you want to see this movie from this character's perspective, so you need to see him beginning, middle and end. He kind of comes back at the end, but even at the end, it's more about his two brothers who did the yeah. reconciliation. He wasn't so much the main character as he was the the plot drove, driving force. Well, we, he's the eyes that we're seeing this yeah. through. Like he's the one that has the insight into why the business is failing, and he's the one that knows that if they don't make money, then they're not going to be able to do it again. He's the one who's trying to get his brothers talking to each other again. But again, we don't get to see any of that really happen Mm. until the very, very end and then it's more about the actual brothers than him. I do have a major complaint about the narrative here though and I don't want to harp on it too much because I'd say major complaint, it's a nothing piece. The the subplot with the the manager of the property wishing to sell the the land to to open a, a chain of restaurants called Camel Toes. That, that, that joke didn't land with me to begin with, but that's fine. I can see how that's funny for other people. But that for me as like the looming threat of if this doesn't end, like she, so the story is she wants a good guy to win the competition because the more that this Mr. Venom wins, the less people are coming, the less attendance they have because nobody wants to see a bad guy win. Yeah. So she has said, if a good guy doesn't win, I'm selling it. And then halfway through the movie, she decides to sell it anyway, even though we haven't got a conclusion to that storyline which is fine, whatever. It didn't matter because the entire time, like I love a ticking clock, but it felt so artificial. Like I never, maybe just because I- character also was a little bit of a sticking point with me. Yes. <laughs> she, it, was a, it was a, there's nothing against what the actress did, but the way, well, everything she had to say, it was very one note caricature. Yeah. Angry black person in this case. So that's what she was. And that, with a really bad wig. Yeah, well, that's true. I hope it's a wig, otherwise... No, she calls it out. After, I think it's in the credits she makes in the, like, blooper section. Oh, she calls cool. out, like, the bad, the, the terribleness of her wig. Mm. So uh, that's for me, just because I, I love having a time restraint, like, just to add something in the background to make you get on board going, oh, God, this is so urgent. I never felt that urgency, and I'm not after, like, in a thriller sort of urgency, but just, it just didn't feel real. Yeah, there was no stakes. Yeah. Like, I... And maybe it's because I'm sitting in a comedy thinking, well, of course the good guys are going to win. Like, there is no stakes. We all know how this is going to end just because of the type of story that it is, yeah? I don't know. Rocky lost. Yeah, but then he won nine more times, <laughs> whatever it was. So, I don't know. That, that's my biggest sticking point just because it was a... You, you had a fun character there doing nothing and taking up a lot of time with it. So it was... Well, that, yeah. I, think, I think that was a lot a lot of the issues with the film is that they didn't know how to edit properly. So there were a lot of characters that we didn't need to see as much of as we did and there was a lot of kind of moments that could have ended maybe three lines of dialogue before they did. Mm. Uh, and I, I understand that oh, this kind of project, this kind of movie budget, that you do want to give the actors every chance to make something of what you've given them. But I, I think when it comes time to edit, you, it's time to like actually create a product. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, before we move on to the good things, anyone else have any final nails they want to put in this? I mean, we've said most of them. I right. reckon. The prosthetics. Yeah. The prosthetics? You didn't like yeah. the thumb? Oh. The, the both, <laughs> both thumbs and lack of thumbs are... He was wearing oven mitts most of the time. That was a yeah. that was a good idea, I thought. Uh, it is it's just like for for your main plot point you need to be able they need to be prehensile 
Like you need to be able to move it in to some capacity rather than just like wiggle it around, especially when it's about thumb wrestling and his ability to pin you down because he's got this giant muscular thumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So effects. I Let's yeah. talk the good. I had just an absolute standout scene for me where I literally, my wife had to run into the room because I was watching this on my computer and she thought that something had gone wrong because I was like chuckling here and there and then there was a scene I pretty much started squawking. I don't, for lack of a better term. Sam, stop squawking. Yeah. Um, the cage match. <sighs> that cage being lowered from the ceiling. I don't know what it did to me, but it was like a sniper rifle to my funny bone. I just couldn't stop laughing. It was so ridiculous. And maybe just as, as a wrestling fan, maybe it just got me, but I don't, like, I thought it was bloody hilarious. Did you I, guys not have the reaction to I, the fucking the cage? I, I, I enjoyed it. But you know what I did enjoy? The, every time the, uh, the commentators would, be like, okay, they're taking another time out. That means we don't get paid now. So <laughs> also good. We're, yeah. we're going to, and then rushing back. Okay, they did not tell us that they were starting this <laughs> soon. So I, I enjoyed them. I, I watch a lot of Try Guys, so I really got on board with Keith's character. Yeah, well, I think um, that, I think the commentators, like in Best in Show, like in Dodgeball, they are yeah. a touch point where you can. Like throw them jokes, you can throw them updates to what's actually happening. You can give them exposition, and they can really make the most of that. And I think this movie did really succeed with those two characters, the Good. commentators. Yeah, yeah. Um, the husband wife team. Ugh, I felt so I bad for him. Fucking loved when he was just like, "No, I want a fucking divorce. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done taking your shit, lady." I mean, but I that- wish there was more of them. Because that was a really if they had taken away really maybe three or four of the other like acts, yeah, then yeah, I just thought I think I think given... the, I think the double D's had a little bit too much screen time. Yeah, oh, definitely because um, they were really just a naming joke that kind of yeah. kept coming back and coming back. I mean, which I can see like the type of humor that they were going for, like that yeah. made sense for the movie. Um, but if you take something like Best in Show, I'm not saying that's a fantastic like film to look up to but, but it is it is a great film <laughs> um but like there were all there were what six main groups seven main groups yeah uh, it was a much longer film granted and a bit more of a budget but um this was what an uh, uh half the length with twice the amount of like introduced like teams yeah, and actors. If you halve it and give them more, they could potentially give you more. No, I really liked the only actor in this that I really liked, and I would have wanted to see more of, was the blind brother. Yeah, I really, I, yeah. I really liked him as well. Like, I think he was the only one that came across as like genuinely good as a human well, being. That's the thing. Like, he became to me, what the the middle brother was meant yeah. to be at the yeah. start. And then he kind of got wacky and goofy and uh, ineffectual and then the blind brother was the the uh, the one that was all kind of happening to and around. And yeah. he, it was his growth that brought the gravitas to the movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really I really liked his story. I did just think though, when you when you wrote his story I just realized they kind of reuse a gag in this in a weird way. So they have the Japanese thumb wrestler whose whole thing is he can 
cover his eyes up and do it without looking. He's an attempt to get through the double Ds. And I just realized they kind of, they use that twice now because they yeah. have his whole thing is, isn't that weird? Like that's, I, I loved that when the, when the Japanese guy did it because, okay, in the first scene when we meet the brother, do you guys know he was blind? Because I did not. No. No. Do you think that was on purpose? No. But like, <laughs> like you, you don't know that he's blind, but it's like, hey, put the toaster down, like, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Because he's seeing things, right? Like, maybe, but maybe that's foreshadowing to like, he's got this like superpower of being able to tell what he's dead. He's the daredevil of thumb wrestling. Pretty much. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, I agree, Zane. He was one of my favorite characters. I really did like Mr. Venom, though, because I thought it was just very funny. Well, the scene where he was like outside of character, I think that was it did something to further the the character of Mr. Venom a little bit, but I think it was undone later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if we kind of saw that interview and then it went straight to the final fight, I think that would have been a better way than adding all this other drama into that particular relationship. Mm. All right. Do you guys want to move along or yeah. verdicts? Yeah. 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 Let's do verdicts. Let's, let's do, do verdicts. that. Let's let's totally do verdicts. Alex. Dare you. Wow. Seb, you've been dead. I double dog dare you, which means we both go at the same time, making it inaudible. It's a terrible idea for a podcast. It is a terrible idea for a podcast. Look, I'm not going to say that I didn't hate the film because I didn't. I didn't hate the film. I have a very enjoyable parts. <laughs> Okay, and I, I that mm, mm. it came out wrong. And double I negatives are <laughs> a dangerous thing to play around with. <laughs> I don't want to not say that I don't want to. <laughs> don't not dislike. This okay, um, <laughs> film. This it, it was enjoyable. I I enjoyed it at the time. Um, I would say to people, if you feel like uh, having. Uh, a, sh- a short film, and, and it is it is quite short. It's what, it's like an hour, hour and a half. half. Yeah. So like, watch it. Why not? Like, it's a bit of fun. It's not the best budget for a, a film ever, but like, there are worse things out there. This literally has what YouTube is? people. And- what is the best budget for a film? One hundred and twenty billion dollars. Trillion. I think trillion. Let's go make a movie on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> I think the newest Avengers is two billion, but I think that's for both of the two ones, so yeah, a billion each, yeah. which is still, I think, a record. Yes. So you guys are really jumping the gun with uh, trillion. Yeah, all right. That's, that's enough. That's enough money to build a world to put this film on. Yeah, we're going to Mars, literally. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're making your own Mars. Mars. Yep, we're going to destroy Mars and then make a new one called Mars Voltra. Oh, oh. Does it only take thirty seconds to get to? Um, get it? Thirty seconds. I <sighs> I'm not going to give this movie a second take. I'm not going to watch this movie again. I will say though, I have spent more time watching worse things on YouTube than this movie. Yeah, exactly. And enjoyed it. This movie is it has enough funny moments to warrant watching, but it's not. It's not. It's not polished. It's not blockbuster material but it's definitely 
not trash. Yeah. Like this is a good party movie. That's exactly watch, what I was yeah. going to say as well. The mistake was watching this film alone, yeah. I think. I, th- I think if you watch it with a group of people that are in the right mood for this particular kind of comedy, th- this is this is perfect for that. If I had watched this with a buddy of mine who I think listens to this podcast. Uh, you can shout him out. Uh, Dave Vossler, thanks for listening, man. You son of if a... If I was I watching you. this... I don't film know who this with is. you, I probably wouldn't have stopped laughing. Like honestly, though, party I think film definitely. This story lends itself more to like a series, a series of shorts rather than a full feature length. And I, th- I think even even if it's just split up a little bit, like that could have um, fixed a lot of the narrative issues because there were like kind of arcs that kind of were were explored and then mm. left left in the dust. Mm. So you know, I'm, I'm not going to watch it again, but I don't. I don't feel bad for having watched it. As for me, I actually really enjoyed this film. I think honestly being like the wrestling fan, I kind of was like <laughs> able to giggle along with some of the things that were going on because it it tickled me the right way. Um, but everything Zane and Alex have said is also completely true. Like we say this film felt YouTube-y and that's almost in the sense of like I think this film should have its release on YouTube. Like yeah. have you guys seen any of like the YouTube Red series with like the paid the premium content there? No. It's yes. some really good stuff but quality-wise it's not too dissimilar to this to the point like it was it would slot in there even as like a mini series like what Zane said or even just like the complete piece. Like I watched the Smosh movie done with the two original creators of the Smosh channel and I've seen that a couple of times just because it's in our household. We like to watch these the YouTube, you know, creator stuff. And yeah, I, I, the dogs are a big fan of that. The dogs, your dogs. Oh, your dogs. my dogs. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like this is honestly pretty darn similar in. I, I say quality. I don't mean whether it's, it's good or tone. bad. Tone. It's yeah. De- yeah. It, it's. It's definitely got that kind of sketch feel. Yes. Yeah. And I, I feel as though that would be the ideal place for this thing to go. And I don't mean that to be like an insult. Like you shouldn't watch it on a big screen. You watch it wherever the fuck you want, buddy. But I think the best place to watch it would be in a situation like that. And definitely with some people. Get a couple of beers, get some popcorn, sit down, and you're going to laugh for an hour and a half. Or buffalo wings. But if you watch it like I did, no laying in my bed with, a, with my Mac playing it, yeah, you're gonna laugh, but it's it's a party it, movie. It, That's it'll what be it better is. Better with friends. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. What it's, isn't? Um, alone time. Agreed. You can oh. have alone time with friends. Difficult. Um, but you I mean, have, I don't because can't I hate have people. Quality have, alone time. With are you talking people. about masturbation? No, I'm talking about. Sounds like you're talking about masturbation. This episode, you, can, you can make it seem like whatever, but I'm talking about being alone with yourself. Hey guys, this episode's coming out this week, right? The week that we're recording it right now, or not? Yes. Wonderful. Um, in case it hasn't been changed by then, which it definitely probably has been, I'm just going to suggest everyone goes to Mike Pence's website, uh, www.officialmikepence.com, because it's been hacked. And it's, 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 I'm happy now. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It lists him as the 46th president of the United States and has like links for if you're gay, click here for help. And it lists the number of gays who have returned to the Lord. Currently, at time of reading, is 382. It gives you lots of lovely facts like Mike Pence went to college. Like, this is, <laughs> this is actually great. Mike Pence has won seven penmanship awards. <laughs> Uh, this is absolutely fantastic. This is a reminder to kill all your tiny dogs at no. the very bottom of the page. Um, 
So this Even is really great. Me, I will say and at the very bottom, coming soon, Russian translation. So <laughs> jump on that. If it's up, it's not up anymore. By the time, there's no way this is being left hacked until fucking Friday, right? No, no. But if it did, there it was. I was timely. You just, you guys listened late. Yeah, so it's your fault, yeah. listener. Yeah. Shut up. Well, thank you, I guess. And you can't just insult our listeners and then thank them. Play the outro so I can thank them in the past. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure, that yeah. one. Or second take podcast, you, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at... Second take TNC, or we we have an Instagram. Funnily enough, sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures yet. though that are funny. There, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's, allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and and yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none I'd of none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." Just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.